Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mindful podcast. I am your host, Megan. I am a money mindset and empowerment coach for women. I help women create the life they want to live on purpose. And that's what I really want to talk to you about today. I was in the shower this morning and I just couldn't stop thinking about this topic of how committed are you to the life that you want to live? It just kept like repeating over and over in my head to the point where I said, Louie, you've got to take the kids out for a walk because I, I have to record this podcast. You know, I can't stop thinking about it. And it was kind of triggered because I listened to a podcast about an, a, a different topic, but they, they, they did an analogy about doctors. And I wanted to tell you a little bit of a, a story because it really got me thinking about my own life and my own journey that's got me to where I am today and also like looking forward to the future to where I want to go in the future. And one of the things that occurred to me was how committed I am and my partner is to the life we want to live. And this didn't happen overnight. And also the life that we want to live is not happening overnight. It's a process. But I wonder, do you think about how committed you are to the life that you want to live? And if you are committing to the life that you want to live, and here's what I mean by this. So my partner is a doctor. Okay. And, um, when we first met, he was working in a bar (laughs) and, um, and that was all he was doing, you know, like we had a very sort of boozy social life, like in our twenties, just kind of no cares or major responsibilities, just having a good time. But along the way, you know, both of us had different dreams that we wanted to follow. And so we started following them. And one of the things that uh, my partner decided to do was that he wanted to become a doctor and he wanted to study medicine. And he was already older. We were both already older. You know, it wasn't like straight out of school. And he was studying biomed at the time and he applied to get into medicine and he got in, but he got in in Tasmania. Now, at the time we were living in Victoria and I too was working towards a major goal. I had been doing a business course and I had got a little bit of a grant to get a business started and I had just rented, got a a space in a studio because at the time I was working as a photographer and I didn't feel like moving to Tasmania with my partner was an option. But, you know, he was really committed to studying medicine and I was really committed to creating my photography business 
And we were both also really committed to each other. And at the time, it felt really hard. Like that first year that he moved to Tasmania was not the most wonderful years of my life. Like living apart from your partner, especially when, you know, we had been living together was really tough. You know, I'm not going to lie. It, um, there were many days and times when it just wasn't fun at all. And we spent a lot of money on flying back and forth to Tasmania and double rents and and all of that jazz. But what I want to say is that, you know, he was committed. He was so committed to becoming a doctor that he was prepared to live apart from his partner for six years to achieve that. So I, I don't, I've never really spoken about our relationship before on the podcast because it's not really um, relevant, I guess, until now. But I think this is like a really good analogy and, and story to tell to give you an idea about, you know, how committed are you to what you want to achieve, like whatever it is. And so, you know, I want to tell you a little bit more about this. So he was in Tasmania studying and I, I knew at the time that I wasn't going to move down there and I also had other dreams that I wanted to follow about going overseas and I just thought I'm not going to wait six years until he graduates to be able to go overseas. So again, we just fully committed to our life and fully committed to each other. And I moved overseas. Like I moved to London while he was working, um, studying in Tasmania because I, my father is from the UK and I had always wanted to go to the UK and experience what life was like over there and see where he grew up. And I just thought I can't wait six years until my partner has finished. So I'm going to do this. So we continued our relationship while I lived in London and he (laughs) lived in Tasmania. And again, there were some, you know, many tough times, but we were both carving out the lives that we wanted. And for me to go to Tasmania and just be with him wasn't the life I wanted to live. And for him to put his medical career on hold and come to London with me was not the life that he wanted to live. But we were both really committed to doing what we wanted to do, but also we were equally committed to being in a partnership. So we made it work. And I guess I want to tell you about this because Often I kind of hear people talking about things and just talking about it in a way that it's not possible. Like the thing that you want, the thing that you want to achieve in your life is just out of your reach. But that's actually bullshit. Like it's just because of the way that you're thinking about it. And I don't mean this in a, you know, you're doing it wrong way. I'm not trying to like um, shame you or make you wrong or anything like that. But I think that we place limitations on ourselves. So I've been looking at, I've been uh, looking at a book recently and it's all to do with property. And um, one of the things that I hear commonly hear and have even said so myself is that, oh, it's so hard to break into the property market. Like properties are so expensive 
these days. And, you know, it's, it's just near impossible for millennials to, to buy property. And again, like that is actually bullshit. Like, yes, it is difficult, but I'll ask you this question again, like how committed are you to the life that you want to live? Like if you want to own your own home or you want to buy an investment property or you want to set yourself up for the future, like how committed are you to that? You know, are you prepared to live apart from your partner for six years? (laughs) Like I'm not suggesting that you do that. By the way, guys, I've got to say living being in a long distance relationship is shite. (laughs) Like there's, there's so much about it that is not good and is incredibly painful being away from the person that you love. But at the same time, Louie and I have been back together for years now. Like this was a, a long time ago and we have such uh, an amazing relationship, you know, because we we have that experience in our back pocket now, you know, and, and kind of looking back now, it seems sort of easier than it was. It was very difficult at the time, but it's like, yeah, we totally lived apart for, for six years and we're still together. And because we've done that, we, in terms of our relationship, it's like, oh my gosh, we can do anything. You know, there's nothing that we can't do. And, you know, just in terms of how I was talking about a property, you know, like if you want to buy a property, you can buy a property. Now, you might not be able to do it next week. You might not be able to do it next year. It might actually take you five years to do it, let's say. Like, I don't know. I don't know your financial circumstances. But if you want this, are you committed to doing it or not? You know, like I'm working with this client at the moment on weight loss and she wants to lose a a certain amount of weight and um, it's not something that she can achieve in a couple of weeks. And one of the questions I asked her is like, if this takes you five years to do, will you still do it? Like, are you still all in? And she said, yes. You know, like she is committed to living the life that she wants to live. She's committed to losing this weight, like even if it takes five years. And anything really is possible. And I want to give you a few more examples. Now, uh, it's funny, I didn't kind of expect it to go down the relationship route, but I can think of another example, like someone in my life who's close to me, they live in Australia, but they have a relationship with a person who is in New Zealand. Like they, like they've been together for a few years and her partner lives in New Zealand and she lives in Australia. And you know what they do? Every kind of three months or so, she flies over there and she lives over there with him for a few months and then she flies back. <laughs> she lives in Australia for a few months and she has a job that's a casual job. So she just works in Australia when, when she comes back. And, you know, for so many people, they would just say no to having a relationship with somebody because they live in a, another country, um, you know, for, for many reasons. And, I, and I'm not suggesting that that's wrong. Like maybe you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who's not with you all the time. But these two people do want to be in a relationship. They live in two different countries and 
they're committed to making it work. You know, it's like how committed are you to the life that you want to live? I'll I'll continue the example with my partner becoming a doctor and you know all these kind of things like you know he earns a decent wage now and I, I know that some people might um you know think of people who earn a certain wage as uh you know like we sometimes we can judge people have judgments for people who are high income or rich people so to speak but just have a think for a moment how these people got to where they were you know because this is why I'm sharing this with you because I want to tell you that I think I think it was like around $80,000 it costs my partner to do his degrees in the end to get his qualifications and you know he's still we're still paying that off now we lived apart for six years so he could do that and then also we've moved to different places around Victoria and then if you've been following me on the podcast you know that at the start of the year we moved up to New South Wales and that was because of my partner he wanted to do advanced training in the medical profession and in the area that he works basically there's only about 40 positions each year to be able to get into in his field. And if you want to get into one of those training positions and you get in interstate, you you take that position. And, you know, like we're in a partnership, so I fully support what he does. He fully supports what I do. And so we're committed. We're committed to him being able to get that qualification. So we moved our whole family here to New South Wales, you know, away from all our family and friends. We don't have, well, I mean, we're just making new friends here in New South Wales, but that's what we're committed to doing, to creating the life that we want to live. I'm now building a business, as you know, because I talk about being a life coach on this podcast. And when I started this podcast, I was not a life coach. I was working as a primary school teacher. I'm committed to to that. And, you know, now I don't cook dinners anymore. <laughs> like my partner cooks the dinners to support me because I have coaching calls in the evenings and I have trainings to do. And sometimes I'm, you know, in a Zoom meeting at eight o'clock at night or and I might have been looking after the kids when they get home. So now how we work that is my partner does the cooking and he handles that side of things. And it's all these things that you do to create the life that you want. And I'm certainly not suggesting that you have to bust your balls and live a life that's, you know, really uncomfortable and that you don't enjoy. But I'm also saying that maybe you need to do some things that feel uncomfortable to achieve the goals that you want. So financially speaking, health-wise, relationship-wise, whatever it is in your life. Now, in the financial realm, a lot of people have, have aspire to have their own property and or to buy an investment property. This isn't as, as common, but if you're in Australia, where a majority of my listeners are, it's the Australian dream to own property. And I see so many people kind of wiping it off as if it's something that they can't achieve. And yes, it might not be something you can achieve in one year, two years, three years time, but maybe it's something you can achieve in 10 years. 
But are you committed to doing that? And I just think this question, like how committed are you to the life you want to live is so powerful for you to contemplate. One in terms of actually committing to what you want in your life and not discounting it as something that you can't achieve just because it's going to take you longer than you think. And two, to question yourself and question what you're doing. Like, am I actually committing to what I want to do? Because a lot of us, I think we kind of dabble in things. We have an idea that we want to do, but when it gets hard, we let it go or we, or we think it's something that they can't, that we can't do. Like I have some friends who, who have just totally wiped being at our own home. Like they've just said, no, I can't do it. Like it's just financially not possible. And it's only financially not possible because they're choosing not to work towards it. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody should own a home and it's the most important thing. But if you want something in your life, the only person stopping you from getting it is actually you. As you know, I have investment properties. I did not know how to buy investment properties before I started investing in property, but I knew it was something that I wanted to do. I was committed to doing it. It took me years to save for my first property, years, I'm telling you. And I already, I won't go into it now because I've already talked about it on other podcasts, but I drove a crappy car. I used to buy all my clothes from the op shop. I wanted a house. I wanted a house so badly that I was prepared to do those things. But it I wasn't like I was miserable. Like those things were possible to do, but I just didn't let go of the goal. You know, I had my eye on the pie and there were plenty of times, like I remember I used to get home from work, like nearly every night, I kid you not, I would look at realestate.com. And it was kind of depressing because I just would think, oh my gosh, I'm so far off being able to buy a place. And with the salary that I was making, and this was all happening when um, my partner was living in Tasmania and the bulk of a lot of my money was going on flights (laughs) back and forth to Tasmania. But the, any other money was being put aside for a home deposit. And I just kept putting that money aside and it, it took a very long time. It took a lot of t- a lot of disappointment, a lot of looking at houses, you know, a lot of um, insecurity, you know, like when we went and bought our first house, sort of knowing what to do and dealing with the agent. The agent was sort of like this real misogynist guy who was so, I can't even tell you how disrespectful he was to me. And we almost didn't buy the first house because of the way that he treated me. But I just thought, you know what, like, I'm not going to let this get in the way of me buying our first home. I'm not going to let some guy who's rude and just so um, demeaning. Like at one point I said, if you were speaking to my partner, would you speak to him in this way? You know, and yeah, I just didn't let that get in the way because I wanted to buy a house. And so again, I just want to ask you like, how committed are you to the life that you want to live? And all these things that I've spoken about today on the podcast, 
so many of them in the moment felt really difficult, like felt challenging at the time. But when I look back on the things that we've done, I think, oh, it actually just wasn't as hard as I thought at the time, you know, because you kind of expand your comfort zone and your your ability to do things. And the first house we bought, we bought as a place that we lived in at first, but in the back of my mind, I kind of always knew we probably wouldn't stay living there. So we did buy it with the view that it would potentially become an investment property. And the second place that we bought, which I knew was going to be an investment property, I didn't know all the ins and outs of what it takes to buy an investment property. So I went and did a course. Like I went and studied it. I went and I followed other people who are investors. There's an incredible podcast called The Smart Property Investor, I think it's called. I can't, I'm just thinking of it off the top of my head, but I'll put it in the show notes and please forgive me if that's not the correct name. But this is a show where there's lots of property investors come on and they talk about what they've done and they talk about their journey. And I used to listen to that nearly every day and I would listen to what other property investors were doing and it completely normalized it for me. Being a property investor became something that just was so normal because I was just listening to people investing in property every day. And so then when I went and invested in property, it became something that I felt was achievable. Now, it was still scary and it was still definitely stepping out of my comfort zone, going through that whole process of drawing down equity from one of our properties, investing in another property, going into larger amounts of debt, paying a buyer's agent to actually go and find a property for us because the property that we have is in it in another state to where we were living because we wanted something that was within our budget. So all of those things took commitment. You know, you don't you don't pay a buyer's agent a lot of money to go and buy buy a property for you unless you're serious. And there was a point in time where I where I thought what would I do if I was a professional property investor? How would I behave in this in this moment and I thought if I had already reached my goal because I, I had a goal about how many properties I wanted would I just pay somebody to go and get find the prop the property for me like a professional in that area or would I be trying to scrimp and save every dollar and figure it out and I thought no if as a professional property investor I would pay somebody to go and do it so that's what we did but it takes courage to commit to doing those things and go all in. So I want to encourage you, whatever goal it is that you're following or whatever goal it is that you're trying to achieve, it takes commitment. And I like to think of my life as a commitment. You know, there's things that I want to achieve in my life and I can see them as individual goals, but I also feel like I see my life as a commitment in the sense of how I want to live. And there's dreams that and goals that I'm going after that I've only just started now and they're long-term goals that are going to take me, you know, potentially 10 plus years to achieve. But so what, right? Like, so what? Like, what is the life that you want to live? 
And I think I kind of want to just quickly end this on saying that, as you know, I was working as a teacher and I really love being in a job where I'm serving other people and helping other people because it's, it's so unbelievably satisfying. But I realized that being a teacher was not going to produce the life that I wanted to live moving forward. You know, because I think about how I want to live and I think about the things that I want to do. And I want to be able to pick my daughter up some days from school and I want to be able to look after, excuse me, my younger daughter before she's at school. And I realized that being a teacher wasn't working for me to be able to do those kind of things and also live the life that we wanted to live with our family. And I'm not going to go into every single detail with you. And so I have changed my career in my 40s to follow something that I'm really passionate about, but also design my life in a way that is creating a life that I want to live. Now, have I completely got all the ducks in a line and living the result of that? Not yet. I'm still working towards it and, and working on a lot of things that I want to create in my life. And am I going to get it get it all in the next year or so? Pro- definitely not. <laughs> you know, it's going to take me a long time to achieve some of these goals that I have. But what I will say to you is that as far as I know, I only have this one life and I want to spend it living the way that I want to live. And I don't have all the answers. I don't know how to achieve all the goals that I have, but how to do things is Googleable. You know, I can just look stuff up. The important point is, is that I have commitment to the life that I want to live and I'm going ahead and I'm working out how to do it. And I'm creating the mindset, how to do it and learning the things that I need to do to create that. So I hope that's helped you today. And if you would like help working on the life that you want to live on purpose, like actually building the mindset that you need and the mindset that you need to become the person who's living that life that you want to create, you can contact me anywhere that you are following me. So you can email me at megan, M-E-A-G-H-A-N, at moneymindful.com.au. You can DM me on Instagram. You can message me on Facebook and we can do a consult and that's where I get to do a little bit of coaching with you, like you get to experience coaching. You can tell me about yourself and the life that you want to create and the changes that you want to make. And then I let you know whether we're a good fit and if I can help you, if the coaching that I do can help you achieve that. All right, my friends, until next time, have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful Podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.